Hello, dear ones. Welcome to Secret Gardening with Sarah, season three. Well, I know last year, last time I spoke to you all, I said I'd see you next week, but I never came back. And so we're here a whole year later, and I apologize for that. It has been a wild ride of a year. But I'm back, and I'm ready, and I'm excited to share. Um, The theme this year is joy and fellowship, and I can't wait to tell you more about that in another week. But today, I want to thank Matthew Clark for being here with me to have a conversation and as my first official guest on season three, and for sharing his lovely song, Every Beauty, which you can find out as a single right now and and his new album coming out soon which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you're new here and you don't know what this is all about, I hope that you feel really loved and that you find that this can be a place that you're welcome and that you can find beauty, delight, and rest. So I hope you can just take a little breather, sit back and relax, or take a walk and just listen to our conversation, or maybe you're in the car driving, um, You're welcome here, and I hope you enjoy. Again, this is Matthew Clark and I in our conversation. Here we go. Think of the world the Lord has made As if it were a lover's bouquet Held out just to make the heart of God Plain in every beauty that you see Every star in the sky Every kind of Yay! Welcome, friend, to my podcast. Yay! You're the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here. Oh man, I have a really important question for you. Who are you? Who am I? That <laughs> yeah. is a good question. Uh, my name is Matthew Clark. I do know that much, and uh, I'm a singer, songwriter, and a storyteller. Um, uh, I live in Mississippi. I'm originally from Mississippi, and. Um, that's a little bit. I don't know if you want me to go yeah, to like existential depths. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gosh. it's up to you. <laughs> Where are you now? I know you're not in Mississippi right now, but my listeners don't know that. I'm not in Mississippi right now. I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm visiting with uh, my friends Steve and Terry Moon, and uh, they are wonderful people. They uh, actually, it's interesting to be here now because the project I'm about to release, um, um, most of that, or at least half of that project, I actually wrote in this room where I am right now, in their house. Oh, that's really cool. I love that. That's so cool. Um, so I have some warm-up questions just to get us comfortable here. Okay. Sure. It's my silly question of the week that's been coming to my head because I've had a lot of songs stuck in my head mm-hmm. is, do you have any songs stuck in your head? Like you find yourself humming or singing, but that, I mean, maybe they're your own songs cause you're right. a songwriter, but if there's another one that's just been coming, like I keep having one that comes in, like when I'm taking a shower, like at the, at the, um, swimming pool, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, everybody. I've got this one song stuck in my head. Well, yesterday I was driving out to, um, garden of the gods to oh. go, just to go for a walk. And I was taking Chesterton, the dog with me. 
just Stephen yes. Terry's dog. And I love this dog. Great and name. Chesterton is a little scared of car rides. So he was just like shaking, shaking, shaking. And so I was like, what if I, maybe if I sang to Chesterton, it would help. And so I sang uh, like a, like a blessing thing. And then I, and then the next thing that came, you know, like this biblical thing. And then the next thing right <laughs> after that uh, came into my head was Bohemian Rhapsody. So I was like, well, I'll just sing that. It's just on my mind. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I actually was singing that not too long ago, but the song that I have had stuck in my head has, I heard on the radio and I hadn't heard it in a while was the, um, I don't even know what it's called. It's the, I think it's Gautier, the somebody that I used to know, somebody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's really addicting. I don't know. Anyways, that's my, that's my fun thing. Um, I also am always curious about what you're reading. Cause last time I talked to you, are you still reading that book? Um, what what are you what are you reading? That's what we want to know. This is important. I'm uh, I'm reading a couple of things right now. I'm reading. I just got a beautiful new edition of. Um, there's a guy named Trevor Wax, Trevin Wax, and okay. he did a version of Chesterton's Orthodoxy that has like commentary and annotation, and it's just beautifully bound. So I've been look, rereading Orthodoxy. I've been rereading. Um, a book called The Pilgrim's Inn by Elizabeth Googe. Mm, I love that. Uh, it's such a good book. Um, mm-hmm. And and then I've also been reading a kind of philosophy book that a friend of mine recommended called uh, The Embers and the Stars. Mm. And it's uh, by uh, Erazim Kohak. I, d- I don't know how to say that. It's a Czech name. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. That's sound I, when you were talking about the embers and the stars, and I think you posted something about it, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to have to see if I can understand the philosophy, but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's a slow, slow read, you know. Yeah. It's <laughs> really good. Yeah. I love books, and that is something that I'm always interested in what people are reading. So I have yeah. a very, very long list of books that I'm marinating mm-hmm. right now. Um, so I'm just thinking, like, this season for me, I was like, well... I'm kind of in a crazy season of life. I just want to like introduce my people to my friends and yeah. you've become a friend over the past couple of years, kind of like randomly. I mean, not randomly, but God is good to like bring us together, even though you're all the way in Mississippi and I'm in Virginia. Yeah. Um, and something that I've been really like, it's been something that I've learned from you is joy and fellowship. And that's kind of my theme um, in general, I've been thinking about that in your creative process. Cause I'm a creator, you're a creator. Like there's something about, um, letting people in that is very vulnerable, but I've been like very, um, inspired by that. So I just wanted to tell people that like they mm. need to know what you're about. And so my question is, does anything come to mind? Like specifically when I say joy and fellowship, like what comes to your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what something I've been thinking about lately is how um, sort of patterns that we learn growing up, and uh, for for whatever reason, you know, I learned a kind of pattern of do do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else is busy or they're occupied with things that are really difficult, and so you really you really can't ask other people for help or you can't depend on other people for help. And so if you want it done, you, d- you really just have to do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a sad story, right? But somehow that story got into my bones and, mm. 
And so for such a long time, I feel like um, that's really kind of all I knew how to do was was kind of withdraw and try to just do everything alone. And then, but I've just gotten so tired of that, mm-hmm. especially in the last few years of uh, um, of making art. And what I what I found out about music specifically is that when I do everything myself, there, there nothing surprises me. Mm. And so the music is boring to me. Mm. It's kind of fun to make it, but then like I don't like listening to it because <laughs> there's nobody else in it. There's nobody else's ideas or melodies or parts. In, yeah. um, so I find so much more joy in collaborating, but it's still not, that doesn't mean it's easy. It's, it's uncomfortable and it's difficult to trust other people and let them in because if they come in, then the thing might change and it might not be exactly what you thought it was or <laughs> could be, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. hard. It's so hard. I, I mean, would you mind sharing the story? Cause I got to be a part of your listening team, which was like a profound honor for me, but I would love to hear, like, if you could share about like rewriting a whole song. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like that was crazy. <clears throat> yeah. I had never done anything quite like that. I mean, I had been in very small, uh, you know, sh- short-lived songwriting groups mm-hmm. where we would get together and work on songs and give feedback. But I'd never really done that with an album. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like, I felt like, okay, it's one thing if I'm going to make an album just for myself, you know, for the, the sort of classic idea of expressing yourself as an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if, if that's the case, if it's just self-expression, then who cares what anybody thinks? On the other hand, if I'm actually making this because I want to try to love people and serve people, then I probably should actually find out whether it's connecting or not or making any sense to them if it's for them. And so I thought, well, how could I do that? And um, so I decided to put together a listening team and just invite some people to come on board and... um, listen to the songs and fill out Google forms and talk on Slack and just try to get a feel for what, what actually was helpful and what was not helpful. Uh, so that's kind of how that started. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know if anybody would even be interested. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> and it was, it was really good. It was, and that was, it, but it was challenging. You're right. Because um, there were some songs that I really liked that got totally cut because people just didn't respond to it. Yeah. And there was, you know, one song in particular that I'm thinking of, which every beauty is the song now, mm-hmm. but every beauty is, is like the fifth version. Yeah. The song, it started as this totally different song, uh, which now I can't even think of the name of it. Um, Wasn't it the King's highway or something? King's highway. That's right. Yeah. See, yeah, I am so, like all in here. <laughs> I loved it. I actually really liked the King's Highway too. So I feel like it needs something about that needs to come back someday. But mm-hmm. I love that every beauty came out of it. Cause that's like such a beautiful song. Obviously I'm using it for this podcast. Like, I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So it was a weird process how it was wonderful, how that song was submitted to the listening team. And then, you know, it just got a lot of feedback that showed me that that the song was confusing it just wasn't working 
um, there were things about it that were that people did like, but the overwhelming response was something needs to be reworked with this song. So I ended up essentially completely scrapping the whole music, the whole lyrics, and just starting from scratch. But it was the same sort of substance as far as what the song is about, but mm-hmm. it was totally rewritten, and it doesn't sound anything like the other song. Yeah. And it was like, didn't you write it really fast too? Like it was, I mean, maybe you had other things that you had. I think it came together once I found a little, yeah. the the little guitar melody, like it, it sort of yeah. flowed, but I had been working on that song for years, <laughs> you know? So by that time, like I had the, what the song was about was so, mm. you know, had art was already pretty well formed. You know? That's so cool. I really, it was, it was a really cool thing and I'm excited and we'll share about your album coming up, um, in a little bit, but I'm excited to share that with everybody cause it's really special. Um, so here at secret gardening with Sarah, I'm like all about beauty and delight, uh-huh. delighting and resting. So I'm just curious, like if there's something that you've caught, that's caught your eye lately, that's been beautiful. Yeah, well, something that, uh, so when I travel, mm-hmm. I have a sprinter van that I built into a, I converted it into a camper. So, mm-hmm. um, so I usually drive and kind of slowly drive across the country and mm-hmm. camp along the way at state parks and whatnot. But I stayed at a new state park this time because I just wanted to take a different route to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I stayed at Black Mesa State Park, which is way out in the middle of nowhere. It's hard to get to. It's like 20 miles of dirt roads. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but anyway, I was on a walk out there, and two things. One thing was it was incredibly windy. Mm. Like just, I mean, I actually almost fell over one time because the, there was a gust of wind came. It almost actually knocked me off my feet. Oh, wow. And um, But then another thing I noticed were these uh, cairns. Do you know cairns? They're little stacks yeah. of stones. Oh, yeah, you posted that. I think I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. That was there. Cool. And that, that was, it was like, you're in this sort of Canyon wilderness, windy desert area. And there's this little barely visible path that's going through all this that you're kind of walking along. And, and then suddenly you see this little stack of stones and they're just balanced on top of each other. And to me, that was, really beautiful because it meant somebody has been here before Mm. somebody that I don't know, somebody that I've never met, but they've walked this way Mm. and they've made a marker to show human presence and human intentionality. And actually it's kind of interesting. I remember listening to Walt Wangeren talk years ago at Hutch Moot. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you go way, 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 way back with the word uh, poesis or poet or poem, that it means a piler of piles in a in a, a like it means to to stack rocks. It means to like oh really a maker of piles basically is like way if you go way but the idea is just to intentionally shape something that you know wouldn't naturally happen. Wow! And so to take what is there and to shape it into something. So walking along that path was such a and I, I made a little stack myself oh. uh, to say, like, somebody else comes along. They don't even know me, but they're going to see this little stack and know that somebody stopped here. And there's another living person who took the time and the care to, to stack a few stones just for them. You know. Wow. 
in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that is beautiful. I love that. I was thinking about that with like, um, like us being humans as like the, the poetry of like, like that word that that poise, 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 whatever you said. Um, like we are, uh, so layered, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, we build, God is like building up layers of our story and, um, it, it's really sweet when you find someone who's gone there before you. That's beautiful. Oh, that's good. Good answer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) what about, um, it sounds like you delighted in that, but is there something that when you think of the word delighted that you're like, yeah, I've really delighted in something this week (laughs) or lately or Mm. lately. Well, really working on music with, uh, with my friends this week has been really good. Yeah. And, I think one of what well, playing the music itself, they're playing a lot of kind of Celtic, like these fiddle tunes and folk tunes. Oh, and, that's perfect. Uh, it's, I don't get to play that stuff very much, uh, or I don't get to play with people very often actually. So it's been really fun to play those, but then also the way that music sort of generates connection. Mm-hmm. And then, so we're practicing and then we're taking snack breaks and we're eating meals and just the conversations that come up um, have been really delightful. Uh, That whole experience, and not only, one of the things that that's led to has been the the people that I'm practicing with have lived through a lot of difficult things Mm -hmm. or beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And I've been amazed at how willing they have been to to open their hearts and talk about those things and share and be very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and vulnerability doesn't sound delightful, but but it can be in a way. It's a feeling with people and feeling connected to people. And I bet it makes the music feel easier to, I don't know, jam or something. Like, you know, like when you're with people that you know better. I don't know. I imagine. Is that feel that way well it feels like the music is becoming something that actually is an outworking of the Mm. of what's really happening with the people Mm. okay it's like it's make the what's happening internally and between the people is becoming audible in the music it's sort of manifesting in that way the mystery of music is amazing yeah Yeah. manifesting i think has become a weird word lately so yeah (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have used that no. word. I don't mean it in I don't mean it in the weird that, like I can control reality way. No, I get it. It's okay. I've been hanging out with a bunch of high schoolers and I keep saying good vibes and I'm like, maybe I should stop saying that. But anyways. <laughs> it's you know, I think you know the heart of it is the good. Um so that's really fun. I was thinking about um you mentioned Psalm twenty seven yeah. and how well My next question is how you're finding rest, but I wanted to make sure that I heard your thoughts on Psalm 27 because that seems like a big deal. And your whole yeah, yeah, I want to hear it. (laughs) Tell me your big deal. (laughs) Well, um, well, I think it connects to the idea of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Sandy Richter saying, "Sandy Richter is an Old Testament scholar," Mm -hmm. and I. I did an album years ago called Bright Came the Word from His Mouth, mm-hmm. which was basically trying to convert her book 
the Epic of Eden into into songs. Wow. It's a Bible walkthrough. But anyway, she, one of the things she said was that when God finished his creation, it says he rests on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean inactivity. She says it's it's an ancient Near Eastern idiom. It's, it's, an, it's an expression that means the king is on his throne and everything is working the way it should work. Oh. <laughs> it's it's shalom. Everything is in right relationship. And so it's kind of like when you finish a painting and you're like, yes, ah, it's just it's just right. Yes. You know, or you read a story and you're like, oh, gosh, that was the best book oh. or whatever. That sense of just like rightness and fittingness mm. and ease. And uh, so the seventh day is about that. It's about everything in right relationship under the rule of God who has done all things well. And then when Jesus talks about, um, come unto me, all you who are weary. You're weary and you're burdened, but if if you'll work with me, if you'll put the yoke, if, if we can, a yoke is a thing that attaches two oxes, oxen together, right? So that they can work together. And I heard somebody say that, my yoke is easy means um, my yoke fits just right. It's like, have you ever had a shoe that didn't fit right and you walked a long time and it rubbed blisters on Oh, your yeah. Feet? Mm-hmm. So that's an uneasy or that's a diseased shoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so dis-ease is when things don't fit right and they hurt us actually then help us mm-hmm. rather than help us. Yes. And so he says, my yoke is easy. It actually undoes dis-ease or disease. Mm-hmm. It makes things right, and um, and I'm humble, and I'm gentle, and I'm going to help you find the way that things are supposed to fit together just right so that they don't hurt you anymore. You mm-hmm. know? So that's all about rest. That's what God is tr- wanting to bring us into. That's what Hebrews is about. You know, He's saying, I want to bring you into my rest and the cross and the resurrection, trusting in Jesus. That's That's how you enter into the rightness, the right working of all things, the shalom. So, well, uh, well, how are you finding rest? And then, how am I finding rest? Yeah, yeah. How how are you? How do you remind or intentionally enter into it? Like, or or do you have anything about like things that help you with that? I guess. Yeah, I think I, I do think part of it is connected to the the um. The, the joy and friendship or the joy and fellowship because part of it is not doing everything myself. Uh, I don't have to run the world. You know, I don't have to make everything work. I don't have to figure everything out. Um, I can, uh, I can actually trust my friends. I can find people that I do trust and I can trust that they really do love me and I can relax around them instead of competing or striving. Um, but ultimately, that that is something, I think, that comes from God through people, you know. But ultimately, it comes from God himself to really trust that um, he actually does love me and he's already made up his mind. And so I, I think the way of getting to that for me has been just trying to actually take time every day to sit still and read some scripture and pray 
Um, I don't know how else to do that. I mean, you know, I want to I want to find like something clever and cool to talk about, but like I I really feel like a daily quiet time is that's what you need. Really yeah. key. That's, that's really like the stillness. I feel like silence for me is really difficult, but it's so good for me to have that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know when I'm out of those rhythms that I am more anxious because I'm not spending that time with him. Um, and I was thinking about, um, I remember somebody said this and I don't know, like theologically what this makes sense or what, but this idea of the calendar because I used to be like remember how there's calendars that end in Sunday and there's calendars that begin on Sunday depends it depends on who makes it and I don't know exactly why but um I remember someone said something and I was like oh it feels like um everything before Christ was like you're earning your rest to get to to get Mm -hmm. to the rest day and now it's like you can start out of rest to go forth um like that really reoriented for, for me, not that it needs to be about the weekdays, but just like, just thinking about that, like starting from a place of rest, um, instead of trying to earn my rest and just that orientation of like, like you said, just to know I'm loved and known and I can rest in that and come out of that place. Um, but it's a struggle some days because it feels like, there's so many things telling you you have to go, go, go and earn something or perform. Um, and I think mm-hmm. as a creator, I feel that, um, and everyone likes to give opinions I've learned. So that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> always fun. But, um, yeah. And well, we're not, we don't live in a neutral. Right. World. Yeah. We don't live in a world where, um, we live in a world where there, there, there are competing storylines. There mm-hmm. are, narratives at war Mm -hmm. and one of those narratives is that you are a mechanism you're a bunch of chemicals bouncing around in a machine and life doesn't really mean anything and so the only um the only thing the best you can hope for is to to serve to become the fittest so that you can survive you know and that's a sad story and that also means that at the core the picture that paints of reality is a world where the, the truest, realist thing is conflict. That at the center of reality is competition. Uh-huh. And, and if that is true about reality, then the best I can hope for is to try to win, to try to compete and defeat you so that you don't eat my piece of the pie because there's only so much pie. Right. And that's that's a sad, scary way to live because you're constantly worried about not having enough. On the other hand, what God says about reality is that the truest, realest thing of about reality is mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. and belovedness and the life of the Trinity, that the Father, Son and Holy Spirit are constantly pouring themselves out for one another in generosity, in love and in joy. So if that's the truest thing about reality, then that changes the whole story. That means that everything is different, Mm. you know, but there's always that other story that's trying to beat down your door and take over your house, you know, Mm -hmm. make you a slave to fear. Mm -hmm. um, Not long ago, I was reading in uh, Romans where Paul talks about, it's that famous verse that you learn about, you know, while we were yet sinners, 
Christ died for us. But that whole passage, Paul is talking about, he's really trying to get rid of fear because he's saying like, look, people don't, even the best person doesn't die for somebody who's a total jerk. Like maybe somebody would die for somebody if they were like, if they really admired this person and like, I would, I will sacrifice for the, this beautiful person, you know, he said, but that's not what has happened. What's happened is nobody dies for the jerk. <laughs> you know, like everybody's like, get the jerk out of here. I'm not going to die for him. He's yeah. a jerk. And it's like that, but that's exactly what has happened. So if, if somebody, if you find somebody that would lay down their life for people who are not particularly appealing or fun to be around, like that person must actually love. And so the idea is that that is the ground of reality is that this is the first move. Jesus has made the first move to say our starting point is belovedness. That's where everything starts. And so that's, that's beyond question. It just is. We just are, we are love. Yes. And that is the true reality. Um, that if we can, believe that and the Holy Spirit can help us <laughs> believe that yeah. through his word, through his people, um, through his creation. There's so many ways that he's showing his love to us. If we look, um, and he, and so, he's so, reaching out to us, you know, and, um, yeah. yeah. What were we about to say? Well, just then our process is not about trying to be loved. Our, our process then becomes just learning how to receive love. Yes. To be receptive. Yes. And I know, and I know trust. you talk a lot about being useful versus being, I guess, enjoyed or, you know, really relationally, yeah. um, being with somebody versus being uh-huh. a useful like mechanism or whatever to like get, yeah. like there's the, there's this, um, economy that people can have with each other, even when God's like, create us to be re- relational and loving towards each other. And that actually right. co- like that costs something, um, in giving love, there's a sacrifice of that. Um, but also learning mm-hmm. how to receive that from God who is so freely giving it to us. I mean, he, it was a costly gift because Jesus had to die mm-hmm. for us, but, um, it's almost like, I don't want to do that. You know, like I, like I want to earn it. And, and these, and I don't know, like I've, I have um, been really convicted this month. Um, in my Bible study, somebody said it was, I've had just lots of different things happening, but I feel like this one line someone said was like, don't try to be the Holy spirit for somebody else. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's what I've been trying to do, which is not my job. How dare I feel like I can do something about that? Like to convict somebody, mm-hmm. um, not that we can't encourage or exhort or anything like that, but Um, Mm -hmm. but kind of, it freed me up to rest and actually love and support in a way that I obviously hadn't been doing. So just really like opened my eyes to that. Um, so I love what you're saying, just being able to live in the reality that is love and not competition or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it'd be interesting to research and find out if the language of usefulness is actually native language in the scriptures or if does it use that terms like that you know or does it use different terms because i'm thinking of 
I can think of terms like collaborator. I can think of terms like co-heir and partners. You know, I can think of those terms, disciples, students, um, apprentices. Those those terms seem more natural or like those are the terms that, are, that the Bible actually uses. I don't know. Maybe it does use things like use use me and stuff like that but i feel like that's almost more of a modern mechanical industrial terminology that we've like stuck on top of the bible Mm -hmm. that's not actually native to the bible maybe yeah no that that makes a lot of sense because i i've been thinking about the language that people use even in different churches I've been at, like, are you plugged in? Are you recharged? Are you like really mechanical sound? Has God wired you? And And you're like, well, I'm not actually a computer. uh, (laughs) So no, God has not wired me to do anything. And and just the struggle I have with, I mean, I'm not technologically minded, so hopefully this actually works podcasting on my phone, right? (laughs) But, but there is something, like the struggle of why am I so drawn to this language in a way and why it's so hard to almost disconnect sometimes or, or think that I need to be useful or recharge or whatever connected because it's not, I mean, as much as I love that I can talk to you and see your face right now, you're not here with me in the room. You know what I mean? Like there's something different. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for it, but it's just, it's different. So anyways, that's a whole nother conversation probably. But, um, yeah, I would, that would be really interesting to know the words and how scripture relates. Like, cause I think there's something that is good that you want to be used is the only word I can think of, but like you want to contribute and participate with God and people, Mm -hmm. um, work is a good thing. It, there is something Mm -hmm. to it that is supposed to happen. Like, you know, progress does happen with work, you know, and that's okay. It's good. Like excellence, excellence isn't a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing, (laughs) but if it becomes the thing, just like any idol, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I just think we live in a, in a, we live in a story. There's a story that's being told about what we are. And this has been going on for hundreds of years. You can trace how this story developed. There are sort of idea historians that trace um, how did we come to a place where we think of ourselves as merely machines or merely as mechanisms. Um, and, you know, it's within the development of a thing called naturalism, which started with Darwin and all these things, which reduces persons down to just objects. So you talk about objectification, objectifying people. This is actually something very natural to quote natural in our culture, because this is the way we tend to think about people is actually not as spiritual creatures who have been created by a transcendent God to dwell in this Mm -hmm. world and with him and to be a part of his family. That's not how we think of people. We think of people as, um, these sort of, uh, walking computers. You've even got, I mean, you can go into a lot of weird stuff with that, but that's, that's what's become almost our default way of thinking. And so if you think that way, then, um, here's the problem. We actually are not like computers. 
If anything, a computer is somewhat like us because we made it. But we're not like computers. Your, your brain is not a computer. And you are not a machine. And you're not wired and you're not, you know... Uh, so, when, but when we take the language that is appropriate for a machine and we start to flip it and turn it and put it onto ourselves, then we begin to expect things of ourselves that only machines can... Like, you need to stay up 24-7. You need to work nonstop, day and night, and be productive. Like, well, maybe a machine can do that and until it breaks down. and It also will fall apart. But I'm a human. I can't do right. that. I need to go to sleep when it gets dark, and I need to wake up when it's light, and I need to... So humans have all kinds of different requirements that machines don't yeah. have. And when we start putting those expectations on ourselves, we it's really destructive. Yeah. And limits are a beautiful thing. That we're gifted yeah. sleep. It means we can't be in control. Like we have to trust that God's in control when we sleep. You know, it's like mm-hmm. he'll wake us up back up to the new day, you know? Yeah, it is a way of, of giving up control. And saying, I'm going to rest in you, Lord. You're going to take care of it. Um, so this is my like favorite question to ask people. And it could be a little weird. But do you have any creative rest that's not your job? So like you make music, you're writing, these kind of things. But is there something? And maybe maybe it's okay if you do this. Um, whatever. There's lots of ways to rest. But I've found like yeah. for me, if I garden a little bit or cook or Mm-hmm. try to tickle the keys on the piano or something. There's something to me that makes it's I'm creating something and it's really restful to me in those things. Um, and I just love asking questions like what, are, since you are a creator, but like, what, how do you creatively rest? Like you use your hands to make something, yeah. but it's also a way to rest because it's not technically work. Uh, cooking for sure. Yeah. Cooking and, um, woodworking but i don't get to do woodworking as often because yeah i don't i don't i don't really do woodworking or building unless i have like a specific project that i want to make something um but cooking is easier to get to because you have to do it regularly and like i love to cook in fact a lot of times when i'm when i am stressed out i will intentionally be like okay i need to go like cook something i'll feel better if i go to the grocery store get some ingredients make something good and like put a dinner together oh i love that what's something you've made lately that was fun to cook let's see lately well it's fun to cook well this is one of the things when i put together the sprinter van is i I, it was very important to me that i had a a kitchen that i could actually cook on the road yeah oh tell everybody what your sprinter van's name is oh it's vandolph the white yeah I just feel like that's important. <laughs> I'm a big Tolkien nerd. I love that. So I had to name it after Vandalf. Um, Gandalf. Gandalf the but Vandalf. So I, so I was like, I, if I'm going to feel like a human being on the road, I need to have a kitchen. Yeah. And so I went, uh, I stopped by Kroger the other day and I was like, I'm going to spend a little money and get like a good quality steak. Yes. And so I like, I cooked a steak and I made mashed potatoes and, um, roasted asparagus Nice. in the van in the middle of Oklahoma somewhere. Oh my gosh. That was really fun. That's amazing. This is super random, but I, um, just met up with some 
uh, I can never say it, Appalachian Trail hikers. Yeah. And yeah. they, their friends made them dinner on their, they had like a stop and I happened to be in the area. So I got dinner with them and they had the exact same meal, steak, mashed potatoes oh, really? and asparagus. And I love asparagus. I know. It's Sarah, so it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I just was like, I was, I felt like I was stumbling upon this moment and I got to be in their feast. It was just really fun. So I, oh, fun. that is a good meal. I can attest. <laughs> um, so um, this is my like wild card question here. So, um, I love giving resources and advice, but not everybody wants to hear it, but this is your opportunity to share anything you want people to hear (laughs) unsolicited. I mean, no solicited advice or resource or something that you just wish people knew. Um, Mm. and you can take your time on that, but just thinking about that. Um, there's something that like, Oh man, I just wish the world knew this. I would tell them. I I wish the world knew more about the Anselm Society in Colorado Springs. Yeah. That's um that's a group out here that they've been around I, I don't know exactly how many years. You know, probably 8 8 years or so. And um it is uh their tagline kind of mission statement is renewing the Christian imagination. Mm-hmm. And so they they are doing a really cool thing this year, and I'm a little part of it. I got to write a chapter for a book they're putting together on subcreation, kind of Tolkien's idea of subcreation. But they're doing this whole year where they're like every month they have uh, chosen stories to tell, and a lot of it's in person. But then that the in person story gatherings where they'll they'll tell stories are being recorded for their podcast, Believe to See podcast. Mm. Um, they are just doing some cool stuff with encouraging artists and trying to help the church recover a sense of um, its creative calling, imaginative calling. I love that. I've, I've really enjoyed their podcast lately. I've been listening because I've been driving a lot and it's been fun. Um, and I'm excited to, I don't know, I just don't know that much, but I know enough to be like, yes, I'm with you on this. This is good. I wanted to go to their conference last year, but didn't get around to it. Mm. Oh, you should totally go sometime. The other other resource I would say is Mars Hill Audio Journal. Yeah. Which is not, not at all connected to the Mars Hill it, church drama. It's totally separate. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's a it's an it's like thirty bucks a year and it's it's this it's like a podcast, but it's very highly it's very high quality and put together its interviews and mm-hmm. Well, that has been one of the most helpful resources to me to hold on to the story that God is telling in contrast to the story that the world is telling and to, uh, I've been, it's so important. So they have an app, an Apple iPhone app, just Mars Hill audio journal. Cool. I love that. Thanks for sharing the resources. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's also this girl named Sarah (laughs) who's a painter (laughs) And she paints really cool stuff and is very thoughtful. And so Aww. you should totally check her stuff Aww, out. Oh, thanks, Matthew. <laughs> um, yeah, we, I, I was like, I was laughing because my podcast last year just kind of dropped off. I was like, see you next week. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, just kidding. Next, uh, year. next year. So here we are. But um, God yeah. is good. He is carrying us along. Um, and so... That being said, I know we're running out of time, but I want you to share about your project and like how we can support you, find you, <laughs> um, follow you, see what you're up to. Yeah. Um, and I know you have a big release coming out. 
this Friday. So we're like, really want to um, share that with everybody. Yeah. So this project is simultaneously a book and an album, a full length album. So, and both of them release May 6th, which is this Friday. Um, And the book is, I asked, so I made the songs and we went through the listening team and got all of the songs put together and recorded. And then I asked some writers that I know to just pick one of the songs. I said, if a song grabs you, pick it. And I don't want you to analyze it or critique it. I want you to just enter into a conversation with this song Mm -hmm. and respond to it and write an essay. Mm -hmm. So the book is full of these essays that people wrote kind of in collaboration or cooperation and response to the songs. Mm -hmm. And put all those essays together and then I wrote little kind of normally when I play a house concert I tell stories before the songs Mm -hmm. and so I wrote little short stories that go before each song and then you have the lyrics to the song and then you have the essay Mm. and then I wrote an an intro essay and an outro essay so the book is really it's 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 a lot of different voices but all meditating on and trying to tell the story of the woman at the well and this story has just become really a key scene for me where Jesus and this woman are meeting each other. And she's been through all kinds of trauma and hurt and failure and grief for a very long time. And you can imagine where she is emotionally and mentally after all of that hardship and sorrow. And so... And then Jesus is inviting her into this kind of contact with himself. But she's evasive and she's sarcastic and, you know, because she's in this place where like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, life sucks and I I already know that and you don't need to rub it in. But he's actually saying, no, maybe life could be different than you thought. Maybe something has come to you that can Mm. change everything. And that's hard to believe, and it's scary to take that chance to turn towards Jesus because we've been so shaped by all this failure and shame and hurt and trespasses that other people have done against us and um, that it's really hard to trust or believe that there really could be something good for us. And so, you know, we make all these maneuvers to evade or blame or get away from the face of Jesus. But if we, the whole idea of this album is if you can just maybe recognize all those voices that are trying to keep you from looking and then say, you know what, but I don't care. I'm going to just take a chance. And she turns and just takes a chance on Jesus. And what she finds is the biggest surprise in the world that God is actually sitting there right in front of her, smiling at her. And he's happy to see her and he likes being around her and he is pledging himself. He's in, in this sort of metaphorical way, he's down on one knee, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, yeah. and there's this idea that uh, she's had six husbands. Mm. We, we're, we were talking about rest initially. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the Sabbath is the seventh day. She's had six uh. husbands. Mm. And Jesus says, try just, just one more time. Give it a try. I know you've been so disappointed by your six failed relationships. 
but you need mm. a seventh. You need a Sabbath husband. Wow. And he's making a proposal. He's meeting a woman at a well, and he's mm-hmm. uh, he's pledging himself to her in love. And this so changes good. everything for her. And so she becomes kind of this, this, this really did happen, but it also becomes a picture of, of every one of us, you know, of every human who is being called to be, enter in, and become the bride of Christ. Yes. Because he, is, he has made the light of his face, which is the smile. A shining face is a smiling face. Mm-hmm. His face is shining on us because he mm-hmm. loves us and he wants us to be his bride. And to find rest, because it's so exhausting to go through six spouses, failed marriages, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that that's kind of the idea behind the the whole project. And then this this is the first album and book in a trilogy of albums and books. So cool. So <laughs> this one will come out now, and a year from now, the second one will come out, and a year from then, the third one. So each each album will have a book accompanying. Yeah, yeah, book of yeah, essays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're gonna go on tour, maybe. Yeah, with I'm these? gonna tour this fall, from yeah. September to Thanksgiving, September to November. That's really special. Mm-hmm. I got to have you in my house. And... I would love to come back and play well, in your house. Yeah, yeah, and see you in real life. Super fun. I know. It's been a while. And Gosh, some babies it's... that weren't there last time I was there. I know. My sweet nephew boys. They're so cute. Um, yeah, it's been quite a few years. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say that. So it would be really good to see your face. Yeah. Um, I love that. So, yeah. So where can we find you? Where do you like people to find you? <laughs> <laughs> Instagram is really easy. My mm-hmm. Instagram handle is at Matthew Clark Net. Perfect. And then my website is matthewclark.net. Of course, I'm on Facebook. Um, And the book will be on Amazon, and the album will be on all the streaming platforms. And what is it called? It is called Only the Lover Sings. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I really hope that everyone who's listening goes and checks out everything that he's up to, because I've been able to read and cry almost every chapter (laughs) and listen to the songs from like the listening team to the finished virgins. I feel very honored to be able to be a part of that. And, um, they have ministered to me greatly. So I just want to publicly thank you and, um, thank you for pointing me to Jesus and his smiling face and continuing to work when I know it's hard. (laughs) And, um, yeah, thank you so much. And thanks for being here with us. And um, I hope you have fun. I know you're going to go play some music with the moons and yeah. other other friends and enjoy your time in Colorado. And any final words? They're yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Sarah. That means, means a lot. I really appreciate you helping make this project happen. You're a part of making it become a reality. So, so fun. Yeah. And I do hope that it bears good fruit out in the world. I hope that I want to, I want to see what that woman at the well saw, you know, I want to find out what she saw that changed her life. And I want to, I want us all to find that out. I want us all to see that look of love for us in Jesus's Mm. face. So good. Well, thanks friend. Yep. Talk to to you later. So good. All right. Maybe there's a story that you heard
That opens up an aching in your heart Where something like a light behind the door Has made it through the cracks to where you are There's a lump in your throat Wow, I love that. I love thinking about how we get to see what that woman saw and we can seek him now. So in light of that, I'd like to share a piece of Psalm 27 verses 7 to the end, 14. I do declare these words to you. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your sermon away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. like an aisle for a bride and you can hear the song the groom has made threading through the patchwork of our days there's a table like a psalm 27 along with all the psalms is just a really good place to camp out if you need a place to um feel the feelings and cry out to god today and maybe just seek seek him a little bit more um, I encourage you to spend some time with Psalm 27. I've been encouraged to do that today, and I'm glad I did. Thank you, Matthew. And I hope that you'll go check out all of his stuff, especially his new album and book entitled Only the Lover Sings, and support him and share all of his stuff because it means a lot, guys, to us creators to know that it, our art impacts people. And I will tell you what, Matthew has a great way of meeting me in the middle of grief and joy, um, and pointing me to the face of Jesus. So I hope that you will be able to, um, run over to the, his stuff. <laughs> and, um, you might've heard him mention Hutch Meet, which is, uh, I just wanted to say that's a little conference that is put on by the rabbit room. And that's where I met him. Um, I did a songwriting workshop, which who knows why I did that, but God does. And, um, actually I didn't know, but he had previously, performed some music while I was doodling in the big room and I remember feeling a little overwhelmed and I just heard this voice singing over me do not be afraid and I wanted to say um, that gave me courage and so I don't know what you're creating today I don't know what you're thinking about um, putting into the world that is beautiful or good or true um, but it is meaningful and we can help each other it's meant to be shared and so I hope that um that encourages you today to keep going, to keep creating. Even if you don't consider yourself a creative person, um, you are because you're made in the image of God. And I hope you'll allow yourself to play, delight, rest, and find beauty today. You can hear 
All right, that's it for me. Sincerely, Sarah. Threading through the patchwork of our days. There's a table.